Are you looking for that perfect piece of land? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim's office at 902-883-8475, his cell at 902-499-5717, or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Happy Monday, everyone. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to episode 56 of Outside the Shoot and our one-year anniversary show. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Texas as Texas State commit Braylon Panel takes on the weekly honors. Braylon hit four home runs in two games, including three in one of those games, driving in seven runs, while competing at the TFL Championship for the U18 Texas Blaze United. Great job, Braylon. Best of luck the rest of the season, and of course, at Texas State. With this being the one-year anniversary show, it's only fitting that uh, we bring back our first-ever guest, East Hans Macedon ace and current 40-man Team Canada member, Justin Schofield. This was a fun one for us, you know, as we got to talk about the last year for Outside the Shoot, stories we forgot to chat about with Scof in that first ever episode, and trust me, there are some funny ones. And we also had some special guest appearances from past OTC guests, Brady Woods and Steve Mullally. Before we get to it though, I need to throw out some uh, thank yous right now. First to Hopi for, you know, being my witty, always swearing co-host every second week. Uh, without you, I'm not sure I would have had the courage to do this on my own initially. Uh, you know, your your positive attitude towards the podcast, and more importantly, our game of fast pitch is something that gets me fired up, you know, to continue promoting our great game. So, so thanks, pal. Uh, next, I got to thank uh, Juno Award winner, Classified, for allowing us to use his amazing collection of music for the podcast. Um, local supporting local, and class is huge on supporting local. Thanks, my man. Definitely appreciate it. Actually, uh, Class got, just got back out in the road this past weekend, performing at uh, the Calgary Stampede, which I know he's been eagerly waiting for. Uh, I highly recommend anyone, if they have the chance to see Classified perform live in their hometown down the road, do so. You will not regret it. Uh, of course, I need to thank all of our past and upcoming guests. Without you, plain and simple, there is no outside the shoot. Uh, the fact that I get the chance to talk to greats in this game on a weekly basis is absolutely surreal to me. And for you to come on outside the shoot and talk the game with myself and Hopi is friggin' awesome. So thank you. Uh, finally, I'd like to thank all the listeners to the podcast and followers on all our social media accounts. Uh, when Outside the Shoot started, I figured we'd have maybe a few hundred downloads. With this one-year anniversary episode, we'll actually hit 30,000 downloads this week, So, and that blows me away. Uh, so again, thank you for all your continued support. Let's keep promoting this amazing game. Now, with that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm Lights, camera, action, it's on I can't describe what I'm feeling Ain't never felt this freedom I've got the world in my palm Lights, camera, action, it's on Ain't never felt this freedom Could you, could you say that anything goes
happy one year anniversary. Happy one year. It's hard to believe it's been a year. Man. And look how far we've come. We went from being in your uh, in-law's basement to... Oh, never mind. We're still We're in still your here. basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good setup. It's cozy. Hey, the the uh, microphones and the, the rest of this place is a lot better than it was in yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, we uh, we got a nice little dig down here. Yeah, especially when you made me take my clothes off when I came down <laughs> when we first started doing this podcast. But anyway, Frank's <laughs> sakes. Yeah, yeah. So how, how's how's things going? Really good, good man. Uh, Jake's been home for a week, so it's it's oh, nice. Right. Yeah, today's awesome. my pop's birthday. Mookie is two years old today. Happy birthday, Mookie! July twenty third. Yeah, is today. Yeah. No. What is today? Today is July 3rd. That's what I meant. July 3rd. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, yeah. For those who don't, we're recording this on a Saturday morning yeah. at, on July 3rd. Yeah. Because of our guest, Scope, he, he, that's what he wanted. Yeah. And that's what the big man gets. He's been up since two in the morning. <laughs> pitching. Milking his cows or pitching or whatever he does. <laughs> so. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. Our weather's been fantastic up until the last couple of days. Mm. We went from 35 degrees Celsius to 14 degrees yeah, Celsius, but yeah. It's a typical get it out of the way. Yeah. Get it out of the way before uh, ball season starts. Exactly. Again. Yeah. And on that note, we're starting ball season next Thursday. Yeah. Which is exciting. Yeah. Can't wait for that. I can't either, man. It's it's going to be good. Hopefully, the weather is good. Like last year, it was so good, it and was, we didn't get to play. I know. I'm looking at the for, I'm looking at the long yeah. term, and I'm like, oh no, it's calling for rain on Thursday. Freezing. Nah, we'll be all right. That's a long ways out. Yeah. True enough. We're it playing just, anyway. I don't care. It changes. Yeah. It changes here. Yeah. Daily. Absolutely, so. man. Absolutely. Yeah. How was your little VK? Great. Awesome. Good couple of days just to unwind yeah and pretty much uh you know get away from everything else that's yeah going on around here and yeah that's good but good uh, no it was nice family. get get with the family over in the economy and uh yeah, it was a good couple of days that's awesome man that's yeah. really good really yeah. good anyway what uh we were talking before we went on here uh yeah we uh we'd like to send out our heartfelt condolences of course to our indigenous families uh that are going through these you know um residential school findings and the, the atrocities that Terrible. took place. And uh, just want to let you know that uh, we do feel for everyone and hopefully uh, we can come out on the other side a little bit better than we were going into this Absolutely. Uh, as far as education to all of us goes. And, mm. and you know, ah, it, it's very sad. It it's, is. It very is. It's, it's, yeah, it's sure. tough to even talk about. It for sure is. Yeah. yeah. It's scary, man. Anyway, all the best, all the best to our indigenous friends uh, listening across the world. Yeah. All over the world. That's yes. right. Yeah. Anyway, our guest, we have a, yeah. might as well bring him back for the one year anniversary since yeah, he was right. our, our first guest. That's uh, right. Well, Justin Schofield. Yeah. Hopefully it's not two hours and 19 minutes it's like the last time. Not going to be. It's <laughs> not going to be. No. I, I, I can guarantee <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we have yeah. a couple other little nice surprises coming up on this. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about planned it. On. Yeah. We'll, uh, and he has no idea. So yeah, he has no idea. So uh, <laughs> you guys will find out as well as we get uh, going through the, through the episode. So we might as well get to him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. All right. All right, here we go. Opie. Hey, Dick, how one, are you? One year, we talked about it before. Yes, one year and 21 minutes past, or sorry, 26 <laughs> minutes late for his fucking podcast. But yeah, we're here one year later. He's a fucking big week. <laughs> he is, apparently. Scope, what's going on, buddy? Not much, boys. Happy to be here. I uh, I want to start with congratulating you guys. One year of doing this and not getting shut down. That's a, that's a pretty big accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, all right. yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Frank, I do have some community service I have to do, but other than that, yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> but is that to do with the podcast or is that different? Oh, well, we will talk about that later. Oh. <laughs> Off air. Yeah. Really though. Yeah. Uh, no, one year, man. It's it's actually flown by. 
It certainly has. It's been great. I've been thinking. I've driven here in snowstorms, yeah. rainstorms, 35 heat degrees waves. Celsius heat waves. <laughs> yeah. And then today it's back to typical foggy 14 degrees. Yep. Yeah. It's been good though. And it's nice having people in-house, too, to do the interview. First one since... Ants? Ants. Yeah, I did geez. ants. Yeah, that's that was right. the last time. So, Jesus, that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, that had been last July. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's good. So, we're we're going to do uh, quick pitches. We didn't get to do it to, with you the, the first... Uh, First time around because we didn't create it by then. But uh, some of the questions that you have come up with are mind blowing. <laughs> previous guests, so I'm looking forward. I think to they're this. stupid, actually. Most for yeah. the most part. Also, but, but Randy comes up with those on his quick own. pitches. Uh, like the answers are supposed to be quick. I assume. Yeah. Right? Some of the answers you got the little ticker going over there, and they're like five minute <laughs> answers. So and the funny thing is, during my editing, I actually edit out some of the like. There's longer. Oh yeah, man. Periods yeah. of the yeah. of like. I think they missed, missed the definition of the quick pitches here. Well, when I asked them what their five favorite movies are back in 1987, that kind of... Well, it's hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember 87. <laughs> Shit. I will say a little bit of house cleaning before we start here, though. There's no piss breaks, Justin. <laughs> I apologize. There are no talking about your days in Mount Uniac when you were five years old playing ball anymore. Okay. <laughs> we only have a certain time allotted to us. All right. Is that right. clear? I'll see you guys at ball next week. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you have the you have the questions. Okay, good. This week. Yeah, this is the new thing for me. I get to ask. Oh, oh, wait. Quick pitches. Oh yeah. Quick pitches. Quick. All right. Go All right, to Justin, Hobie. Here we go. If we were to give you one million dollars, but you had to drop one of these three things for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? Number one, beer. <laughs> Number two, meat. Or number three, gorilla grip. <laughs> Quick pitches. <laughs> uh, meat. Oh, <laughs> I would have picked, I would have said gorilla grip, actually, because you only have you probably realistically a year left in your pitching career. And the, <laughs> I'm kidding. I would have thought gorilla grip only because you don't yeah. have to use that when you get older. <laughs> no, I, I have to say meat for sure. Okay. I, they got enough stuff that tastes close enough that I can make do, but I can't throw a ball without gorilla grip. So. Beyond burger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Again, $1 million. We were going to give you $1 million, but you have to wear one of these three things. When you pitch for the rest of your career, one volleyball shorts, like not today's volleyball shorts, but really short shorts Two, a halter top or slash crop top <laughs> or three, a singlet, like what a wrestler wears or a Borat <laughs> volleyball shorts. I have really nice legs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, favorite sports movie of all time. Ooh. Quick pitches. I know that, Randy. I'm thinking. <laughs> Slapshot. Uh, that's pretty, uh, like, that's most popular, I think, when we ask that question. What's yours? Um, I like Mighty Ducks, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good football ones that I wanted to pick, but Slapshot, just because it's yeah. hockey and hockey's better than football. I actually, I'm a big Field of Dream fan. Hands down, for the love of the game. Yeah, that's a good movie, too. I guess if you're from Dutch Element. Um, <laughs> if you were a DJ, what would your DJ name be? <clears throat> I'm DJ. DJ J. Scove? I don't know. I got nothing on that. That's, MC that Scove. Yeah, that was yeah, bad. That was a bad one. What, what would you call him? MC Scove. MC Scove. Okay, that was a bad question. That was Randy's question. Uh, your next one is, you're about to get in a fight. What song comes on as your soundtrack? I have the tiger. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who or what is your nemesis? We already have the answer to this. Yeah. Stephen Mullally? 
Oh, <laughs> see, we don't like to bring Lolly up in the podcast. We're say Bradley ethical. Yeah, yeah. Bra- I was going with Bradley, but I figured where you asked the question and you wanted to talk about Stephen, that had to be the correct answer. You brought Lolly up. I didn't. Yeah, it's it's uh, Bradley and Stephen have combined to hit five thousand home runs off of me, on top of what else they've hit. So I could go either answer on that one. All right. Since you like talking about Stephen, we went with. <laughs> you know, I do love Lolly. I just like razzing him. Uh, right. Anyway, uh, where is the strangest place that you have peed? Mm, outside Randy's house four minutes ago. <laughs> what was strange about it? Because his family was looking out the window? Well, I realized there was windows where I was peeing. <laughs> You're not supposed to go around the front of the house. <laughs> Nobody told me. Uh, what is the most useless thing you know how to do? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I got, I got nothing on that one. You don't have something that you can do that nobody else can do. No, absolutely not. I'm not that special. Uh, well, you are special. Anyway. <laughs> what would the world be like if it was filled with male and female <laughs> copies of Justin Schofield? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, there'd be a lot of softball pitchers, <laughs> moose hunters, and fishermen or women. <laughs> yeah. Who all like beer. <laughs> there'd be a lot of big people walking around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Burger King and the liquor store would be busy. Yeah. Uh, no, you're not allowed to meet, remember? Yeah, no meat. <laughs> hey, they got the near whopper oh, or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, sure. That's right. So one thing I wanted to open up with was when we had Blair Sefford on here. Yeah. He brought up a, a pretty funny story about your first tournament with the Gators. Yeah. Let's uh, let's elaborate on that story from your perspective. <laughs> well, I'm not going to use any names because uh, somebody might lose their job, but uh I got asked to play for the Gators in 2012, which Donnelly Archibald played with them in 11. And I knew absolutely nothing about what I was getting into as far as like ISCs. I didn't know what the tournament was like. I didn't know what travel ball was like. Donnelly tells me to meet him at the airport at whatever time we go to the airport. I'm nervous as shit. Like (laughs) no idea what I'm getting myself into. We're heading to a qualifier in Niagara, I think. And when we land this dude in like full SWAT, like bulletproof vest, like the whole OP. I don't know if it was OPP. I can't remember now. Whatever he was wearing. Um, excuse me, Mr. Schofield. Uh, or sorry, excuse me. Are you Mr. Justin Schofield? Uh, yeah. Can I see your passport, sir? Um, I didn't bring my passport. Why didn't you bring your passport? Well, I'm flying in Canada. Come with me, sir. And I was just like at that point, like shitting razor blades, like, oh my God, what is going on? And like, and the stupid part of it was, is I was doing absolutely nothing wrong. I was, there was zero money involved with that team. There was zero, like, there was nothing for me to worry about. I was literally flying to Toronto to play in a ball tournament, but I was nervous as shit and I didn't know what was going on. Anyway, buddy starts asking me these questions like, so what's the purpose of your travel? Well, oh, how did you come about playing in that, uh, playing for this team? Uh, Who bought your flight and all this stuff? And I was just like losing my mind. (laughs) And Donnelly is nowhere to be found. He left me like he just literally ran away and hid behind a column somewhere and laughed. (laughs) Anyway, buddy drug this out for like five or six minutes and... Finally, he bust and was like, hey, man, I'm on your team. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And I instantly like ran up to Donnelly and just wanted to punch him in the face because I knew that he knew what was going on. But that was kind of like my, like, oh, uh, your cherries popped. Here you go. Welcome to the team. <laughs> That's team. awesome. Yeah. That's freaking That's awesome. awesome. It was awful. Like, I think I had a heart attack before I even got to the first game of my <laughs> career away. Wow. That's good. That's a good crazy. story. So- when we go off the air, I want to know who this is. 
<laughs> yeah, not on here. Not on no, air. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, when Blair said that on his podcast, we were it's like, how have we not heard that story? I text before? Blair. I text Blair after because I mean that was uh, like nine years ago. So yeah. I was like, Blair. Take me back through this because I literally can't remember the guy's name. I couldn't remember the guy's name. I was like, yeah. take me back through this. And Blair goes, I'll tell you his name, but don't say it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Blair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we don't want to get anybody in trouble. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, there was a couple other things. I mean, you you texted me a, a few things to, to touch on that I know we didn't touch on in the first episode. And uh, we didn't have time. He was talking about fucking ball and Mount Uniac when he was five. <laughs> but one of them that really struck me funny that you texted me, it was about uh, working on the Giorgio Armani building. <laughs> like, Holding so, the ladder. Hold the ladder. I, I got I to gotta hear the full story on this one. When I went to uh, California to play, which would be like 2010, 2011 in the winter, uh, I was down there and I, I didn't have any paperwork or anything to be working or whatever but i mean you only played tuesday nights wednesday nights and on the weekend so i had a lot of downtime yeah. so the guy who sponsors the jmb painting team one day he was just like hey do you want to go with my guys tonight and just hang out and whatever hold a letter yeah <laughs> so i was like yeah sure like no problem uh, basically do whatever the guy says i'm living at him at his place yeah, right? of course, like, yeah. yeah so like yeah i'll go like you short a man or whatever like he never actually said like I'll put you on my payroll or whatever. Right. But he said, Hey, I need you to do this for me. So was I, that Jerry's? No, right. this was Bobby. This Bobby, was Bobby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I go and I'm not thinking about the fact that I'm standing on this corner of, uh, the Giorgio Armani building with a half dozen Mexicans that probably don't have papers because <laughs> that's just normal down there. And I'm there as a Canadian kid with no right to be there doing what I'm doing, holding this ladder for this guy and the police roll in and they're like, they're flipping out at the, one of the guys who steps up and starts talking to him. And he's just like, you don't have the right to be here. You don't have a lane closure. You don't have the, the road closure. You don't have all this. And I'm just like, I hope he doesn't come talk to me and ask me what I'm doing here because I don't think I'm supposed to be here right now. At that point, I think I just would have walked away from the ladder and pretend I was a customer on Rodeo Drive. <laughs> it, it, was, was it was a long extension ladder, and that poor little bugger was way up there painting. And I was just like, if I let go of this thing, like I might be up for murder charge here because he is coming down. So I was just standing there just like a foot and a half taller than the other six guys I was working with and a lot different colored skin. And I was just like, I kind of look like a target here of somebody that he might talk to. Yeah. And, uh, no, the, thank God the guy didn't talk to me. And basically the, the boss just yelled at all the other guys that we were working with to get down. We just rattled up the extension ladder and threw it on top of this rickety ass van that we drove there in. And everybody bailed out and that was it. And when I got back to Bobby's place, I was like, Bobby, you got to find something different for me to do to keep myself busy because I'm not going to work like like that again. And he's like, boy, what's the problem? And I was like, the cops shut us down like six minutes into our shift, man. Like, I don't think I want to do that anymore. No, good idea. Oh, man. That's good. That's oh, that's good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaking, uh, I you had a couple things. Oh, Jesus, you Randy, to... you're putting me on the fucking spot. Sorry, man. Here. I just, we're rolling through here. Yeah, so I, I did have a couple things. So this is more on the, uh, the serious side of the of things though but um let me just see what i had here written stand by stand by <laughs> well, just stand by, stand by. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh shit you're really putting me on the spot here all right justin i do i do have some serious questions here okay. 
So I, I've written this down too, and I, I could probably wing it, but I don't want to. I, I just wrote that. And I, I know that it's been a struggle with you not being able to get to ISC tournaments uh, for the past two years, not being able to attend nationals, of course, for the past two years, and relying on our league, which has been great uh, for your only, only real competition. Talk to us about how you are staying game ready and what your training regime looks like. <laughs> well, to be honest, I can't believe that the bow net that I have is still, still alive. In piece because <laughs> uh, when they shut us down, uh, what was that? Roughly first of May, uh, that we weren't allowed to leave our own county. Yeah. Which to me, it, I was pretty well screwed because there's no one in the county that I live in that can catch me, and like even the closest field, St. Croix, that's a softball field. Yeah. Is in Hans County, so I'm not allowed. I wouldn't even be allowed to go there. That's right. And I was throwing at that point either in the dome or outside uh, a couple times a week up here. So I literally just started every night throwing into a bow net in my backyard. I have a pitcher's mount down and and I was doing that, Um, which to me, I mean, I know that uh, I have the gym stuff at home, which I try to get in there as often as I can. But for me, the biggest thing is this time of year is I have to throw and and throw reps. Yeah. And. And yes, our league is finally going to get to start July 8th, which is fantastic to get some games in because mm-hmm. we do have uh, some competitive teams and it, it challenges me and makes me work hard to throw. And I've been able to get out with the Canada Games, yeah. which mm-hmm. those guys have really helped me a lot. Um, they have an excellent group of kids there for as far as talent and for as far as people goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which but is a good breeding ground for is. what we're trying to build, yeah. too. It is, absolutely. Yeah. And I really think that they have a legitimate shot at winning that Canada Games. They yeah. have the 100%. pitching staff to do it. They have the the core group is there, and they have some good leaders for – they got a couple guys, at least a couple, I don't know how many, but that have been at the Canada Games before. Yeah, right? or represented Canada at the, Ro- on, at the Rowan, junior level. Rowan Sears. Rowan yeah. Sears is a David prime Watson. example. David, yeah. They were both – on the Canada, uh, at least one of them was on the Canada Games team, and in, in Row was, yeah, Rowan was, yeah. and then both played with Team Canada. But I mean, they both, um, as well as other ones, there's some really good players there. Yeah, for and sure. Those guys have allowed me to come out with them as much as as possible. Um, so the biggest thing for me that's been challenging with no tournaments to go to is trying to simulate as many game type situations as I can because you can only get so much from playing Thursday night league. Like you, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it has been, it has been challenging, but um, it's not an excuse because basically everybody else in the country is, is in a very similar situation. Uh, a little different in the States where things might opened up uh, a little yeah. sooner than what we did. But I know with speaking with the guys that, uh, that I stay in touch with that I travel with ISC ball and whatnot, you know, other than league, that was all they got to do last year too. So we're all basically in the same boat. So the biggest thing for me is is to get reps in, get yep. to a field, get a catcher, give my bow net a break. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it's it's hanging on by a thread. That's right. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing for me is now that the weather has turned to get out as yeah. many nights a week as I can and just throw. That's, that's good. That's, yeah. the biggest that's really good. And I, and I know that you, uh, and Jeff Frazier is a, a big supporter of you, of course. Yeah. And I know that you've actually thrown in his basement quite a bit over the winter as well. I did some. Yeah. I did get to throw in his basement. <laughs> some, which was was kind of uh funny at first because like i remember trying to throw there a few years ago and i was just like i can't do this like i can't yeah. i feel too because like, the I'm, steps are right by well the steps are right by where you throw and then i'm like well it's an eight foot six yeah. ceiling and i'm six foot two so like i just felt like i was closed in but mm-hmm. when it got to a point where it was like you literally can't go to a ball field and you can't go to a dome and you can't go yeah. anywhere yeah 
I'm going to sneak across the back way and go to Jeff's basement and throw in it, then exactly. that was my only option. I, right. I figured out a way to, to make it work. And literally Jeff is FaceTime me, called me or texted me at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. And Brody be down there throwing in the basement because his work ethic is just incredible. Yeah. yeah through the roof. Yeah. And him down there with no catcher throwing against a concrete wall at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. It's like, <laughs> like yeah. and it, it's, it is refreshing. <clears throat> it is refreshing for me because it gives me uh, somebody that, I mean, I see somebody else working that hard. I feel oh, like I have sure, to work man. that hard. So it, it's been good. But yeah, Jeff is my biggest supporter or, or help along the way. Yeah. And I try to help out with his guys as much as I can. And yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh yeah, I threw in some weird spots, but his basement would be one of the <laughs> yeah, would be one of the weirdest ones. Kind of matches sure. where you peed the weirdest place that's right. yeah, in front yeah. of Randy's house. No, just uh we're gonna jump all over the map here because of course you know, yeah. we have this one's a special show. Yeah. Format is thrown out the window. We're gonna go all over the place. So uh I have a couple uh calls lined up. That, uh, <laughs> oh, you're gonna drop this on me now. Yeah. So, oh, there was no heads up here, just so we know. You don't get to. Uh, and he cut me off too. I had two more questions too. But oh, he that's said, fine. Fuck you, Hopi. So oh, I can we're see. making a call right now. Let's see if he. I know. See if he's done eating his pancakes. Yeah. So <laughs> Pancake hose. <laughs> Is he gonna answer? Boys, are you done eating your pancakes? <laughs> Haven't even started making them yet. <laughs> Brady Woods, what's going on, pal? My wife's making me do the dishes first. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. Uh, we got uh, me, Hopi, and Scoff on the line here. So, uh, hey, Brady, how's she going, boys? Good man. How you been? Uh, not too bad. It's you good. know, I used to be shaped like an upside down pylon. Now I'm shaped like an upside down pear. So. <laughs> nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Now I said it's our it's <clears throat> the one year anniversary show, so I figured I got to get the the second guest ever on as well to uh, yeah. you know round out why I come up with outside the shoot. I mean, it was scope initially, <laughs> but then you you jumped in and said you were uh, gonna quit ball if you if you, you didn't get on. So uh, <laughs> yeah. so I got to thank you for coming on there for the the second time. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It was, uh, it was a treat. I mean, things have, uh, I listened to most episodes and things have definitely, uh, you know, sound quality has gotten better. You know, I think when you first interviewed me, you were probably standing out on a pier holding an antenna. <laughs> yeah. Now I think you actually have some equipment in there. So. Oh, yeah, we got a little better. <laughs> <laughs> How do you associate a pier with Dutch settlement? Oh, yeah. oh it's because we live on the East Coast. I got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck's sakes. So, so what have you been up to? How's, uh, how's COVID been? Um, it's, it's been, it's been tough here in Manitoba, you know, we're the only province that's been locked down more than anybody else. Yeah. So we actually, uh, we just got out of lockdown last week and, uh, we're 25% everything open. So we're, uh, we're hoping we can play some ball here soon. Right on. Um, but you know, I threw for the first time in probably nine or 10 months last, last week. What's that got to do with lockdown, Brady? <laughs> What's that got to do with lockdown? Yeah. I wasn't allowed to have anybody over, so oh. my uh, my seven year old's not good at catching the ball yet anyway. Get him a mattress. <laughs> a mattress. Oh, so what's what's your what's your plans going forward? You have uh I uh, on the group chat there you were a little hesitant 
to for what <laughs> yeah. you're going to do. So what's, what's on the go for you? Well, I, I told Hopi that I think after the first time nationals got canceled, I said, uh, I think I'm going to pack it in. And then, uh, and he said, "Don't." And I said, "Well, as long as you don't ever have me on the uh, on the uh, outside the shoot again, I won't retire. <laughs> I don't want to announce my retirement on outside the shoot." So <laughs> now that now that you got me on here, I guess it's time to announce. So Fuck oh, off. I'm not retiring. I, <laughs> I have no I have no plans of no plans of talking anytime soon. Right. You bought new cleats. Uh, Brady brought new cleats. That means he's got three years left. He already told me. A new bag and a new glove. That's five years. COVID happens. What about pants? <laughs> we had an issue with no, pants. Well, I gotta get. I gotta get. A, I get a new pair of pants every single year, hopefully. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, good to hear from you. We uh we got to keep going on. With the Do you show. have any questions for Scope? <laughs> the thing is, with Scope, we gotta we gotta make sure that. Uh, we have the time a lot and Scoff likes to talk a lot. So, uh, well, I was going to say, I, was, I knew you were having Scoff on. I was surprised you're calling me because it's going to be an hour and a half episode <laughs> with Scoff just rambling on. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Appreciate you doing this. Get, uh, get, get some pancakes into you. All right, boys. Take care, brother. See you, Brady. <laughs> All right, man. One of the little surprises I got. That's, that's one. <laughs> okay. Wait, so do we continue on now let, with let's, questions? Let's or? continue on. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus I, Christ. Actually, wait, before we get, keep going, Scof, I had to, I, we, I never brought this up in the, oh, <laughs> we're having a beer fest here. Uh, anyway, uh, I never brought up in your first one and it had happened and I can't believe I didn't bring it up was the, the video from Whitehorse. Oh, <laughs> fuck you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Blake shares that video or has more fun with that video than anyone. And the bullshit part about it is, is that if they would have kept the camp or whoever recorded it would have kept it going for like eight more seconds. Blake Hunter was playing third base, which I'm not sure about that coaching move, Stewie. Check that out. Uh, defense, not good. Um, anyway, Blake was playing third base and he had to cover his face for like the next inning because he could not stop bursting out <laughs> laughing. It was one of those ones yeah. where like you could tell he was trying to be serious and then all of a sudden he would just burst out laughing for <laughs> no apparent reason. Yeah, Blake brought that up. He his, sure his did. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bad. That was the But why the weather was so great? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was really good. I can still remember and uh I I don't know. I thought that that game we that week that we played up there, other than the last game of the tournament or second last game of the tournament, I thought our intensity as a team was like spot on. Every game, yeah. every inning yeah. we were up. That game, for some reason, we were really flat and had no energy. We were beating Hong Kong two nothing in like the fourth inning. No disrespect to Hong Kong, but we should have been beating yeah. them a lot more. Yeah. And I remember Dino came to me. And was like, listen, you did your job. Like, you've thrown three innings again in this shit. It was mm -hmm. like five degrees. It was on the verge of snowing. Yeah. He's like, you did your job. Uh, I'll get uh, Mace or uh, Colin or somebody to to warm up and or Skelly. I think it was Mace or Skelly. He said, uh, right. I'll get Mace or Skelly to warm up and they can throw the last couple innings. Surely to God, we're going to score some runs. Yeah. And I remember just telling him like, no, like those two guys are 
here to hit the ball over the fence. I don't want either of them to get hurt in this shit because yeah. Uh, yeah. that I didn't want to throw. So no, I said, I'll finish it. The boys better wake the fuck up in here because mm-hmm. I'm tired of throwing in this shit. And sure enough, I walk out to the mount and like the second pitch of the inning, catch a spike and just go flailing forward and then do the little <laughs> flick at the end. And the boys asked me like, why didn't you throw it? Like you almost threw it. Like, why didn't you throw it? And I was like, well, because the guy could have hit it. Like you throw an illegal pitch, the guy could hit it. And I remember walking back into the dugout and like the entire dugout was cleared. They were all down to the other end of the, like the out in yeah. right field. And I was so mad when I got in there. I was like, I could have been out of this fucking game. And that happened. Yeah, I'm never going to hear a the face end plant. Wasn't yeah. there another series of events that happened after that though? That, you know, didn't you get, there was like a line, I don't know, Blake touched Oh on yeah. His. Well, so in that inning, it kind of got a little bit shitty because I walked a guy, I hit a guy and a guy bunted which I just literally walked in and picked up the ball. didn't even look at first base and walked back to home uh, or walked back to the plate because uh, there was no way I was throwing the ball overhand in those conditions. Mm. We ended up getting an out somewheres and I drilled the next guy and Dino came out and he's like, Hey man, like that kind of looked like it was on purpose. Like, What'd you guy? What'd you hit that guy? He bunted, for? and I was like, the guy before bunted. It's five degrees. I'm not fucking out here playing defense. Like, yeah, I drilled the guy on purpose, and he was like, you do realize that it's like a two nothing game here. Like, you gotta you gotta get your shit together. I felt like like Dino. He didn't word it like that, but yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. he, more or less in English, he said, "Get your shit together. Don't hit another guy." And I was just like okay, maybe we should get some fucking runs. We're playing Hong Kong. <laughs> and so we got out of that inning. We go out for the next inning and the first guy gets on. I forget if how he got on, but it doesn't matter. Sure enough, first pitch, he goes to steal second. Not one person says going. Oh, and Brian Avery, who had just cut the end of his finger open before we left, he had a great big like finger condom on that he was trying to throw with throws a bullet and nails me with a line drive coming back through the middle, throwing it second. I didn't duck. I never even moved. And he throws one and it hits me right in the forearm. And you could literally see the stitching going across my forearm. So I almost ate shit. I got hit with a ball coming back. And then all of a sudden the boys were like, all right, maybe we should score nine in the top of the fifth here. <laughs> yeah. And they went out and scored. I forget what the score ended up. It was like 10, nothing or whatever it was, but I was, it was the maddest I've ever been after a 10, nothing win in my life. I was so fucking mad after that game was over and the boys were all killing themselves laughing because no, yeah. it was just like, <laughs> fuck you. That's fucking yeah. hilarious. You got them going though because <laughs> you ate shit and then you took one from That's Brian Avery. And- I, that was not my game plan. Uh, I'll take no credit. So, I like it. What, Lolly on the team then? Lolly was on the team, yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, okay. What'd you call Lolly? <laughs> he owns this podcast, god damn it. He does have rights. He must sponsor it because you talk about him a lot. Yeah. Um, Let's see what let's see what he remembers the story. Yeah, I'm sure, sure he does. Pretty, pretty sure he was dying on first base. Oh uh, shit. Hello. It's the star of the show. <laughs> My best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Lolly, what's up, buddy? What's up, Pokey? Hey Lolly, how are what's you, pal? Boys? Not too much. Oh, shit. We uh we actually this we segued into this because we just told uh we have Scofon <laughs> Scofon here of course and we uh told the story about Whitehorse when playing Hong Kong when he tripped on the mound and then proceeded to get hit with Avery's <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody thinks that's funny because I did not. <laughs> Buddy, it was friggin' hilarious. There's no, there's no ways around it. It was friggin' hilarious. Yeah. Okay. But you played it up. 
Yeah. Right? You played it off well. Well, Chris said that I was trying to fire the boys up with it. With it. I said, no, I was not. I was fucking mad. <laughs> well, you should take credit for that because it friggin' fired us up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. What, what, what was the final score? I think it was 10 nothing or something. But oh, it, was, it was like 2 nothing when all this shit was going on. And that's, I think, what, uh, what part of the reason I was so mad because it's like, boys, we are playing Hong Kong. We just scored seven <laughs> yesterday off of Humal Mata. Like, uh, this little guy from Hong Kong here is not spinning us a gem. Like, let's go score a fucking run. And you could have said any score that time. And I would have been, yeah, that was probably the score. Because the only thing anyone remembers was you falling down. <laughs> That's uh, gold right there. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was oh, very, shit. Uh, shit, so, shit. Lolly, I got to, uh, you know, we joke about it on the all the time on here. I mean, we talk about every every single <laughs> podcast because uh, it's now become a running joke. But, uh, you know, I, I, I want to thank you for coming on there that initial time because you, um, you were a big name to get us going here on Outside the Shoot. And, you know, now you and Hilly got your thing going with uh, Dust Up, which is awesome, by the way. I love it. Um uh, how are you how are you liking the podcast game? We're loving it so far, man. Hey, we're we're a little bit of greenhorns on it, I guess, with uh, just trying to find our our way. But it's you guys really paved the way for it, right? Hilly and I have been talking about it, but uh getting a chance both of us to come on your guys' show and, and get a feel from it was was awesome. And then to hear the finished product and following along with you guys every week. It's it's been a great inspiration and yeah, getting on the first time with you guys was, was awesome, especially given the year that, that you guys decided to start. There wasn't a lot of ball going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're used, we're used to being around the beer tents or the, the hotel room or on the road and getting to catch up and tell these stories or be on the field and make these new memories, man. And mm -hmm. not being able to do it was uh, a bummer. And then getting to come on these platforms that you guys created has been awesome. And then to be able to go out and kind of put our spin on it with, with dust up. Um, the biggest thing I like is that it gives Hilly and I a chance to catch up all the time yeah. and bring, bring on our buddies in the game. Scope, we're going to have to get you on too. We're just going to start picking off outside the shoot guests and bring them you're, on our show. You're going to have to allot three hours, three to four hours. <laughs> Five piss breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I just gonna fucking sit back crowd here and here. hear you and Hilly banter back and forth. That's gonna be freaking. <laughs> yeah. I would only yeah. do it if it was just you, Lolly. I don't know if I can listen to Hilly tell <laughs> that he hit a home run off me once in June of 2015. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. Well, do you hear him talking about being a pitcher? Uh, yes, world world class Bye. pitcher, isn't it? Bye. <laughs> oh, top level, world class, top level. You wouldn't know, but he had his, his, his silhouette on top of the ISD pitching trophy. He's got the best changeup in the game. If you want to know, just ask him, and he will tell you. <laughs> That's his drop ball scope. Uh, what? <laughs> That's his drop ball. It just oh. seems like a changeup. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Actually, I I got Shalesy's halfway done there. I'm not finished it because I was on vacation for a couple of days. But uh, you guys had Blair on there talking about the the new travel yeah. restrictions coming out there June, July 5th, I think it is. Uh, that's probably, that's a, that's good thing for, I mean, you guys traveling, eh? That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. We got Blair to come on and he's going to do that kind of periodically. Yeah. Uh, heard him on your guys show too. Fantastic episode talking about how the ISC two formed and all that. That was just a great episode. Blair's been a, a buddy of mine and Hilly's for geez, 15 years now mm. with us playing the ISC. So, uh, we thought it'd be something cool to get him to come on because 
we record our episodes probably three weeks to four weeks from the launch date with our guests. Mm-hmm. But we record the that little intro segment, yeah, you know, five or six days before it goes out. So right, right. Uh, we we do it that way just so we can. You know, we know what the finished product is. We can kind of talk a little bit about what's coming up, but it's a great place to put in a couple of updates that don't get stale. Yeah. Like they're still relevant six days later. But right. yeah, we're lucky to have him come on. And then that update that he gave um, about the travel restrictions and people who are double vaccinated. So what seemed like uh, a real long shot for all of us, especially Canadian players, Aussie players and things like that to get together, uh, mm-hmm. knew that there's going to be an ISD tournament but was it going to be just latin american and uh u.s based players right but now it looks like it it could very well be a a globally represented isc world tournament so we're uh we're back to training back to getting into that mindset and can't wait to get going that's good that's getting awesome. a little bit normal again it seems yeah that's great freaking right um one thing before i let you go uh I I think you and Hope you got to hash something out here. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm on with it right now. <laughs> How much are you paying him, Wally? I want to know what your sponsorship is of Outside the Shoot because Lolly. your name gets dropped a lot. Don't say a word, Wally. Boys, I I appreciate it, boys. Hope we'll keep that behind closed doors. Buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Lolly, we'll uh, we'll let you get going again. Thanks a lot for coming on here. Definitely appreciate it. I mean, it's a Saturday morning. I can't believe we're doing something here on a Saturday morning. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> all the best to you and Hilly uh, with uh, Dust Up, too. Boys, really appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate all the, the shout outs and the love on your show. We listen every week. So keep doing it, boys. You're awesome. Thanks. Take care, Lolly. Right, oh, one sec. Lolly, I got one more thing. All right. You still there? Hey, last year was the first, the last year was the first year since I started travel ball that you didn't hit a home run off me. (laughs) So go COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go from the championship game in 2017. You struck me out three times, buddy. So you're still, you're still wearing the crown there. (laughs) See you, buddy. Take care. One of the best, boys. Go through your one of the best, buddy. (laughs) See you later, fellas. See See you, brother. Take care. Lolly brought up 2017. We didn't bring it up. He's a beauty. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like him. Yeah, he's yeah. man. He is awesome. He is awesome. Oh, let's not mention him again, though. Brady just sent a message that said, uh, "FYI, I can't retire until Jason Hill retires. Otherwise, I would have no one to strike out." <laughs> 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 yeah, which one's a? Sorry, Hilly. Yeah. So, Hopi. Oh yeah, man, Jesus Christ to... Almighty! So, th- oh wait, I, I, no, I no, I, I want to okay. ask this question. So, this is fast pitch related, of course, because this is what the podcast is about. I don't know if you knew that coming into this, but this is what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that the love of the game, of course, is why Randy came up with this idea and yeah. why, why we do this. Um, you, you know, I, I'm involved heavily with ball in Nova Scotia. I love how minor ball is starting to build better and better all the time in our community. And I know that you bring your son all the way to East Hance for ball. It's a long travel for him, for sure, and for yourself. What do you think that Softball Canada, Softball Nova Scotia, softball in any province or communities could do to help promote our game better? Or do you have any ideas? I know this is kind of a... I think I think part of it is is the fact that we don't 
allow the or the kids don't get a chance to see the adult game as much. And I think that's something that Robin Eisner and yourself and uh, my and other people have had the conversation with. We need to show the kids the same as the Timbits hockey team gets to go watch the Mooseheads play yeah. or gets to go watch Acadia play or St. Vex right. or Smew, Dow, whatever. These kids, they see – I mean, not that you can't go turn the NHL on on TV, but they also see in their own backyard there's an opportunity right. for a higher level. And I know myself uh, as a kid playing ball, I didn't know there was a league on the in the planet better than the Gaspro Men's Orthodox League. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's the truth. Like I thought Marshall Davison and Hillary Fuller were the greatest players ever to play the game. And yeah. they literally were playing in Gaspro on Tuesday nights. And I never... I got to I got to see the Keys play a little bit when I when I started playing fastball in West Hans, but I never went yeah. there until like oh two, so the Keys were only right. around for a couple of years after that. I never seen men's fast pitch really until I started playing it. Right, and I I think the biggest thing is for the minor ball sport is to try to involve it more with the men's or women's game. Right, and I've made this suggestion several times before. And not to completely copycat what Newfoundland does, but I don't know what other provinces do this as well. But why we don't have a senior provincials or a, call it an uh, open provincials or call right. it whatever you like. Yeah. And evolve and have it around the same weekend in which there's an under 14 being played or an under 16 That's being a played. a great idea. Yeah. Or whatever, because yeah. it gives these kids are only a few years away from being good enough to play in our league. Mm -hmm. Show them what they can play and, and promote it because how many times do we have a team of under 16 kids in East Hans that has 15 kids and when they get to under 19 there's 12 kids yeah and when they get to junior they don't have a team <clears throat> and I, I think part of that is life because people get drawn away for for whatever reasons but I think part of it is is that they don't know where they can go play we don't have a, a spot for them to play when they're too old for under 19 or they're too old for junior yeah if they don't make the senior team uh, or feel good enough to play in the shooters league, where do they play? What do they do? So they go to law ball, they go to law ball. And mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is we, that the kids don't know what the future is uh, because they don't get to see it enough. Mm -hmm. I went to Gordon's under six practice yeah. last week yeah, and a kid threw a ball to me and I reached out with my bare hand and caught it. Cause it was to the wrong side. It was way off to the side and I caught it. And the little kid goes, Wow, you're really good. Do you play? And I, and I was like, yeah, buddy, I play. And I, I just walked away from it. But I'm thinking like, you know, this isn't, we're in East Hands. Yeah. We got a kid that's in his second or third year of ball playing. He doesn't even know the Shooters League exists. He doesn't yeah, exactly. know if I play ball. He doesn't know anything yeah. about the, the higher end. So I think that's the biggest thing is show the kids where they can play yeah. someday. And that's one of the things we're trying to implement this season with the, you know, the occasional Friday night game in Lance. Yeah. And, you know, even playing in Stuyak now, having a third venue, you know, it's a way to showcase the game more. More and I think And I think it's going to help, especially with the Friday night game in Lance, when we play it, we'll, I think will be well received because, you know, you're going to get families out there that, you know, wouldn't come out on a Thursday or a Monday because, you know, they work the next day or, or, you know, kids have to go to bed early. And I think 
by us doing that, you know, they're going to get to see you pitch. They're going to get to see, you know, uh, like Travis Nevin, David Watson, David the kids, Watson, yeah, those Brody. guys that are playing Canada uh, yeah. games. Also, it's just as important for them to see the Canada games team because oh, they, yes. they can relate to them more. Exactly. Like, yeah. Geez, that guy's only four years older than I am. Yeah. And, yeah. and look how good he is or whatever. Yeah. And, and look how, because like Jeff and Robin and Garth, they run a, a very organized. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. like, yep. a, like a professional group. Yeah. And, you know, that kid that's playing under 14 that's just got a couple of dads coaching doing the best that they can do or whatever and all yeah. of a sudden they see look at these guys show up here like i want yeah. to do that so yeah i i think that's great to, to change the schedule a little bit change the venues the, the other thing about that too and i think it's very important that we touch on is a few years ago when we talked about how we want to run our league and the way that we want it to look mm-hmm. the product is the fact that you know we're uniformed right so we show up to the ball field we look professional it's the same as if you went to an IC tournament, but not at that level, obviously. We show up, we look uniformed, we're hustling on and off the field. Yeah. That's what we want to represent for the sport. And the other thing that you mentioned earlier about the Timbits, so Robin and I have been discussing, and we're actually going to get, between some double headers, we're going to have little mini games for the younger groups. Which is great. Which yeah. we'll Fantastic. Get, yeah. We'll get players from each team to kind of help it out, just to kind of promote it a little bit. And the other thing is Adam Dorian and the Beefy Wiener. So, you know, the beefy wiener, <laughs> you touched on this, I'm promoting the hell out of this guy. He's doing so well in East Hans right now. So he has a, uh, a cart that he's selling wieners out and he sets up at Avery's or wherever it might be. Right. And he's going to be there for well, right now for Thursday night, double headers. That's awesome. Well, it's awesome for guys that are so hungry. I know. Games too, games. Cause you rush there to get there from work. Well, even play. after, even the, like, the, like say for example, next Thursday, we, we play the first game. Yeah. That's the only game. And then we I'm play. having seven wieners and nine beer. <laughs> Exactly. Damn straight. It works out so good. <laughs> yeah. The wiener to beer ratio. Anyway, we're, we're really hoping to push it and promote it more. Yeah. And you're 100% right. The other thing about it, too, that I spoke with Randy a little bit about earlier was Richie Connors, who's our president of Salt Nova Scotia. Their AGR league right now, um, they're trying to mirror what we're doing. And that's bringing, you know, the younger guys that are coming into the league, giving them an opportunity to play, not just go land and Pomquette because that's where you're from and sit on the bench and I'll play. Cause those kids are quitting right? because they're not getting to play. So we're looking to, they're looking to implement the same, Dra- I guess the draft system, same draft system yeah. as we're doing now. Yeah. And that's the only way to keep it even when a team, yeah. when a team struggles for a year or two, then they benefit from getting the that's stronger right. players coming in. That's right. Except the Brookfield Elks who make trades for Jay Duffy. And- yeah. We're not talking <laughs> about that bullshit. <laughs> Fucking Woody. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, <clears throat> there's no holes in that Brookfield lineup. I'm going to go to Brookfield and get, 10 run ruled every friggin' time. I hope so. Zach's only there for the first two weeks, though. So, I mean, that's. So, he's going to have five home runs off me. Yeah. For sure. Cancel for the first two weeks (laughs) in Brookfield. (laughs) Oh, shit. Anyway, that's all I had. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) Um. And we're back with Justin Schofield. (laughs) Um, Schofield, one thing you texted me uh, the other night was uh, the thing about the two nothing against California A's, against Derek Mason, that story. Yeah. Touch on that one. Well, uh, Blair brought that game up in his episode, Mm -hmm. and uh, he told the story pretty good, but there was a couple things in there that I wanted to – when you asked me some things to talk about, I thought that they were pretty good. Um, So Garrity had, like Blair said, had got hit in the hand by Lucas Matta two days before that. So he didn't pitch the next day, and like – this was like Matta was throwing like 82 at this point and hit him directly in the pitching hand. <laughs> um, and Garrity tried to tell Greg or tried to tell Blair that he could pitch the next against California. Like we're, 
far, far further into the tournament than we're supposed to be. Yeah. Greg's hand is like a pumpkin at this point with a couple little stubby things sticking off it for fingers. <laughs> kind of matches his biceps. Well, approximately, yeah, or his chest. Or his chest. Yeah, anyway, he, he says he can pitch, which you could tell from the warm-up, there was no way he was going to be able to pitch. So right. I warmed up as if I was pitching that game. And uh, he threw to the leadoff hitter. I think he gave up a hit. I think he drilled the next guy. No, I'm sorry. He uh, got the next guy out and then drilled Mason. And I mean, like, drilled him really good. And so he's out there shaking his hand and he can't go anymore. So when I came in, there was one out in the first inning of a nothing-nothing game. And I ended up throwing the rest of the game. We get to Mason's second at bat, and he hits a line shot back up the middle that I heard <laughs> go by my ear. And, like, I knew the name Derek Mason, but yeah. I never faced him before, and I, I don't know, just underestimated, like, how really good he was. Yeah. And so we're winning one nothing in, like, the sixth. And Johnny Kemp, who was 51-year-old left-handed catcher catching me, who was the most intense man I've ever played with. Like I would have loved to have seen him when he was 25. Cause if he was that intense at 51, yeah. he would have been one angry mofo <laughs> at 25 because he comes out and he like has a vein bulging out the side of his neck and is like yelling through his glove at me, which I'm like, Kemper, you you can take your glove down. Cause everybody can hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yelling at me and he's like, if you're going to miss inside to this fucker, you better hit him because you're throwing him inside. Don't let his fucking arms get extended. You better throw miss in. First pitch, dipper in the fucking ribs, like just absolutely <laughs> squared him up. And Kemper walks out to the mound as Mason is like crippled walking to f- first because he'd been hit by Garrity. He'd been hit by me. He was pitching the game. Oh, I think they had Witten on their team that year who had got hurt early in the week. So Mason had thrown a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that he wasn't in shape to pitch, but he wasn't there expecting. To well, pitch. you guys are fucking drilling them too. So. And we literally, yeah, he got drilled twice and both of them were really good too. Like they weren't just like a little gray shot. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they nailed them. Yeah. As Mason's going to first base, Kemper's coming out to the mound again. And I could just see like this fire in his eyes. Like, Oh fuck! Like is he mad, <laughs> and he comes out and he just yells, like, "Great pitch, great pitch!" That's right. Back in and ca- and back in to go catch, catches the last out of the inning, goes up, leads off the next inning with a line shot home run over the left Wait. field fence <laughs> off of Mason, who's out there on the mound like a. Wait, why didn't he get drilled? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like literally, he went in, hits a home run, comes into the dugout like he broke everyone's arm that he was giving high fives to. <laughs> oh. He was so wound up. We go out, we win two nothing. And that was the year that uh, there was this guy at the ISCs that had these cold wraps that were for racehorses. Okay. He was trying to sell them at this tournament. He was giving them out to people. So, of course, I go over and it's like, hey, man, can I get one for my forearm and my shoulder? And, like, I didn't even realize, but standing beside me was Mason. <laughs> Mummified, wrapped. Yeah. And he was just like, hey, man, can I get one for my ribs, ass, shoulder, arm? Uh, you just got one to wrap my whole body. And, of course, the guy didn't have a clue what was going on. And he was like, "Are you? do you have a problem? Are you sore or whatever? And he was like, yeah, these fucking assholes just use me as a punching bag. So, oh, did you hi, offer yours hi, to him? Hi, Derek. Uh, my name's Justin. It's nice to meet you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was, that was a good one. I thought oh, uh, because that was my first ISCs and that was kind of like a, 
like a dead moment when Johnny Kemp, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Kemp came running out to the mound. And I was just scared for my life. I was like, I better throw this pitch where he told me to throw this pitch. So that's gold. Yeah, that's friggin' awesome. That's right. You haven't need to go to the bathroom yet. No, I'm good, man. I mean, uh, my beer is empty, but uh, I'll get you one. okay. There, there grab one. I'll be right back. And one thing I want to ask was, uh, you know, you're on the, uh, yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> By the way, I hope he's getting up for a beer. Uh, you're on the 40 man roster. Yep. Uh, what is, I mean, I guess my question is going into the selection process. What, what, what's the next tournament? I've Argentina. Um, I believe in November, they're having a world, uh, qualifier for the world tournament in which team Canada has said that they are taking their roster. That's going to New Zealand the following year. Right. They're taking that roster to Argentina, which is good in a way to get the boys to play together. And I think it's also uh, maybe not allowed to have happened what happened before the Pan Ams ever happen again. So they are sending they've named their core 12, um, which is a really damn good looking roster. And then they are going to name the final four spots because there's now 16 man roster instead of 17. Is that after Saskatoon? Uh, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's uh, why they're hosting the Saskatoon right. tournament. They're having yeah. the Saskatoon tournament, and then sometime in the weeks after, I don't know how long after, I think they said in an email one time, second or third week of September or something like that, they're going to name the rest of the roster. Okay. And then six weeks later, you go to Argentina for 20 days or whatever it is they said what we need off. So, right. yeah, so that's that's where they're at. What's your mentality going in, going into Saskatoon? Just basically go and, and do my job and, and put the decision-making in their hands. Mm. Uh, I mean – for me to to try to do the math and the X's and O's on who's there and who's my yeah, competition and who's the rest of that bullshit, then that's no good. For me, uh, I'm going to the ISCs. I'm double vaxxed. Yeah. Uh, the July 5th thing was huge for me because it takes away the quarantine. Um, and then I'm going to Saskatoon. I don't have anything else booked where I could, right. could get evaluate. But uh, now that they've announced that, I mean, I, I am a, I could if something came up. The biggest thing for me is is to go pitch well, take care of my business, yep. and let the rest of it work out. That's uh, right. That's all you can do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to go. I want to be there. I want to fucking win the thing. I want to mm-hmm. contribute. But uh, they're going to name who they think is the best yep. for it. And basically, my way of looking at it is, is go do my job. Yeah. Go do my job. And if they want me, they'll call. Yeah. I mean, I we've seen the work you've been putting in. and Oh, it's, your work ethic is just crazy. Yeah. So, I mean... I think if you go there and, like you said, do your job, I think things will things will be looking good. But you made a good point, though. Go there worrying about what you have to do. Don't go there worrying about what this guy has to do to yeah. make the team. Yeah, that's right. Don't worry who may make the team, who may not make the team. Just go there and mm. just pitch your ass off. Just yeah. do what you've been doing for the last two years. Yeah. Just go yeah. there with the mentality of, I'm just going to throw hard, I'm going to throw spots, and I'm going to do my job. Yeah, you'll be great. You'll be fine. I, I, I honestly, I think that the last, uh, been a long time since 2017, mm-hmm. and the circle that I've come uh, with dealing with it compared to how fucking mad I was in 2017. Yes, yeah. Which is, or sorry, not tw- uh, uh, 2019. 2019 is yeah, when. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, right. 2019, because I mean I was mad in 2017 because we fucking lost, but. Uh, um, in 2019, when they named the team to yeah. 2020 to 2021 to to realizing the how the world works and and just coming to grips with it all, uh, I've come to the point where literally 
I just control what I can control. There's mm-hmm. no there's no reason to go out and watch pitcher X and oh fuck he threw a shutout. I wonder what that's going to do to my chances. Or oh, no, or that no. guy did this, or this guy yeah. did this. Uh, oh, they are they're only taking sixteen instead of seventeen. That's right. Uh, it's to a point where like the next time there's a world championships, I'll be 36. So, uh, the one that's in 2022, I'll be 32 for to me. That's all I'm looking forward to is trying to get myself into Mm -hmm. that position and letting the rest of it work out. If it doesn't work out, uh, you know, by then you'll gear up for the other one. Well, (laughs) I know you will, but by that time, by that time, uh, who knows what will end up happening. Gordon will be Uh, trying out. (laughs) Gordon might be, he's got a damn good lefty spinner. Does he ever? That's right. Lefty. Does he ever? That's right. So we'll, we'll let that shit work out by the way it works out and and we'll go from there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to actually getting to go play and not that I don't love our league, but I want to go play. I want to go to the ICs. I want to go to Saskatchewan. I've been doing it for so many years. I want to touch on the, touch on the ISCs actually. Uh, are we, you're with J&B? Yeah. So from what I see, you guys got a pretty good chance, eh? We have a very good team, I think. Uh, I mean, in my – the way I looked at the last two world tournaments was that Sean Cleary was probably the best pitcher at them. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why he couldn't get to the finals is because lost a couple squeakers to the – or lost a squeaker to the Gremlins when his team couldn't score any runs. And then the teams that beat his team out yeah. didn't yeah. beat him. No. Um, so to me, Sean is going in there and there's no reason why someone could say that he's not at least top three pitcher in the world, if not the mm-hmm. top pitcher in the world. Yep. And when you have that to start with, then you automatically go right to the top of, of somewheres in there to be favored. And then we got some really good hitters. You know, you, you look at that lineup. Uh, when you look at Mason, you look at Hunter, you look at Yusuf, you look at uh, some of the South American guys, Rafi and, and Lenny and those guys, uh, it's a goddamn good lineup and very good defensively. And the only part that is going to be weird and different for me is I've never gone to an ISC before with one tournament go and, and put her all yeah. on the line where yeah. normally you have that, the four or five weekends you build up, you have a few yep. experience with the boys where you come together and, and that type of shit. Um, it's going to be different, especially with some of the, I'm not sure the language on some of the guys, how great their English is, mm-hmm. but we're all there for the same reason. We're all there to play ball. Yeah. Um, so so are, are a lot of the other teams, the ISC teams in the same situation where they're some, only going to mesh some. at the end? Now I know, I know for example, uh, Hill United, I believe is going to the States in the second week of July or something okay. or third week of July. And they're staying right through to the end of ISCs. Kitchener, doing, Kitchener just played a tournament as well. They did, but they didn't have, I mean, well, Kitchener has two Canadians, I think, or three Canadians. Oh, shit, um, really? So Kitchener had <clears throat> had most of their guys there. I don't know what they're – actually, I don't. I shouldn't say that. Kitchener could have had most of their guys because they have a lot of South Americans. Right. Um, I don't know what the Gremlins are doing other than ASA and ISC, but I know a lot of the, the Canadian market teams uh, or teams with Canadians on them are – ASA, ISC, or or just ISC. Right, right. Um, a lot of the American teams that can bring the if you have the Latin American guys on your team, <laughs> there's not much for restrictions on bringing the guys in. So mm, if right. guys are coming in to stay, they can come in and do their thing. So I'm not 100 percent sure on what all the teams are doing, but I know that it is getting back closer to normal. Yeah, uh, it's almost <clears throat> if we would have been another month or two sooner of getting the vaccines out and getting shit in order, then it might have been closer to a regular season. But right. I think it's mm. it's still going to be a hell of a lot better than what we had last year. That's yeah, for sure. No right on. That's good. Now, yeah. Did I hear a rumor that uh, you got Kobe Curl on the team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic, too. That's amazing. Yep. The Nova Scotia kid. That's going to be a good exposure for him. It is. Yeah. And he is. 
I know his expectations are probably excited. Yeah, I would say. Like really excited. And he knows his role going forward. Yeah, like, for sure, man. Like literally, Bobby said to me, he said, he, I'm looking for a guy that can run fast as fuck, uh, hit if he needs to hit, <laughs> play the field if he needs to play the field. Oh, and I, I have like, the oh. rabbit for you. <laughs> I was like, geez, those are easy to find, Bob. But uh, anyway, he, I said to Colby, because Colby's a young guy that is very, very good ball player and is deserves a shot. I said, look, man, I said, if everything goes perfect at the ISCs, you may not play other than pinch run. But we're, I've never been to an ISC where somebody doesn't get hurt, somebody doesn't get banged up, yeah, somebody, right. somebody doesn't slump. Yeah. So there's an opportunity that if something changes, you'll get in. Before I could finish the sentence, he's like, I'm in. <laughs> and, yeah. And I yeah. was like, well, I mean, it depends a little bit on quarantine. Uh, no, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I'll yeah, get on that ladder. <laughs> yeah, he was really, uh, he was really excited to be a part That's of it, good. and he's a deserving player. Like, fuck, oh my god, man. MVP of our league last year. And yeah. The strides he was making, like in. Our dome sessions. Yeah, winter ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. just I drove tenfold. To, I drove to Brookfield last night and threw to Patrick Stewart. And I texted Colby. I was like, hey, do you want to come out and get some swings I'm in? in. <laughs> and he was there. And him and uh, Brad McKinnon, mm-hmm. they each took 12 at bats off me. Like 12 at bats. But uh, by the time he was done, he could barely lift his arms. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like he he's works hard. He puts yeah. in the time. So he's a good I, kid, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy for him. So. Uh, I could picture, like, you know, if he gets in there and, you know, if he gets one or two at bats, if he, you know, if he's lucky enough to get that. I think he's one of those players where the pitchers don't know who he is. No. no. You look they, at this little tiny kid in there and like, hey, I'm just going to throw yeah. this one into you. And, and he could line one in the gap and leg it out for a triple. I mean, that's just what yeah. he does. And I, I mean, I'm I'm so happy that he's getting to go. Like, that's yeah. that's huge for, you know. Just one thing, though. This isn't Kobe Kroll's podcast. It's Scope. So let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he has me here. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm an asshole. <laughs> Fuck. What do you got? I, leave, man, oh, man, I left you blank, didn't man, I? You're, you're cutting me off. You better have something. <laughs> no, I just cut you off on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I have? Well, let's go one thing too with uh, Brookfield. You, you guys, have you guys been out practicing at all? Or no, uh, I know the boys went out a couple weeks ago when they first opened the restrictions that you were allowed to go. Yeah, uh, but I went to some practices with the Canada games because first of yeah. all it was closer yeah, of course and then I think there was only a half dozen other mode or whatever they've been out a couple times yeah but nothing uh, nothing too serious okay that's good oh what are you doing looking at his text to me I just <laughs> going through some he's stuff usually, here. he's usually way more prepared can you hear me school yeah okay. <laughs> it's a Saturday morning <laughs> being prepared, I'm kidding, man. Uh, where you said about staying at Jerry Pyle's place until Bob Berger rescued you yeah that was good <laughs> that was really good I didn't know if you were going to ask me that one or not but uh <laughs> I, uh, when I, when I went to California, 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 when I went to California, I like 2010 junior nationals ends, Corey Avery was, uh, down in the dumps of what just happened. And I remember offering to him, like in the beer tent afterwards, I was like, Hey man, if you need a place to stay, like (laughs) you're more than welcome to come down to my place. And literally like two days later, he showed up with this great big backpack of stuff and moved into our basement. <laughs> and when they called to get him to go back to Cali, which is where he had come from, he was like, no, I don't, I don't really feel like going to pitch right now. Like I just yeah, was at the juniors and didn't like, he just needed a break. Right. He was kind of burnt out. And he was like, but I live with a guy that he'd love to come. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to California. So I went to California and when I get <laughs> down there, I'm staying with Gerald Pyle, which 
like the guys, the first guy that ever gave me a shot. So like, I yeah. don't mean this to sound wrong, but he had me staying in Simi Valley in the middle of butt fuck nowhere <laughs> in this apartment that had no Wi-Fi. I had a cell phone that was a flip phone that had no international anything on it whatsoever. And Jerry liked to stay up until like three or four o'clock in the morning and then sleep until three or four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so I would literally wake up in the morning and I would just sit there and watch ESPN for like six hours consecutively wondering <laughs> like, I wonder if Jerry's going to get up. And he never, ever had food in his house. Like he ate three meals a day. Oh, Every day. So I would be sitting there like, fuck, I wonder if Jerry's going to get up. I'm kind of hungry. Like, I got no way to get anywhere. I'm not anywhere near that I could walk. Like, anyway, I get playing for Bobby Berger on Wednesday or Thursday nights in Burbank or whatever it was. And I kind of told Bobby a little bit about it. Like, yeah, it's not not like super, super great. (laughs) And Bobby was like, well, do you want to come stay with me? And I was like. Yes. Yeah. Like wherever you live is probably better than what I'm doing right now. Like, yeah. this, is, this is not great. And he was like, okay, well maybe someday I'll come out and get you. And I was like, I wanted to be like, please. Can I just stay now, please? <laughs> Will you take me home with you? Uh, anyway, sure enough, the next day around dinner time, Bobby comes out and pulls in. He's like, Hey, come with me. So like I'd been, li- my suitcase was still right there. Cause I didn't have a, a room or anything. I was yeah. just living in the living room. Yeah. So like oh. literally I just folded my suitcase over walked out of the door. Jerry was still sleeping. <laughs> and, well, it was only three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I got in the car with Bobby and he took me to his place and, and away we went. Jerry wakes up and I'm gone. <laughs> so he calls Bobby cause he knew Bobby would probably be the first guy that he should check in with. He's like, Hey man, uh, have you seen Scove? Cause, uh, He's not here. <laughs> and Bobby, of course, fucked with him a little bit. He's like, no, I didn't see him. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, he's like, yeah, he's, he's going to stay with me for a while. And Jerry was, why? Why? Like, and he was like mad at me that I was going to stay with Bobby. Like, oh I'm God. going to stay with Bobby so I can have a meal a day and I can fucking <laughs> talk act. to people before lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, I went to stay with Bobby, but that was my first. And like, Holy shit. I, it was so fucking stupid. Like I went to California on a one way flight. Yeah, I walked up to customs, told them I was going to California to stay with a guy I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. And they were like, so when are you coming back? And I, I don't know. <laughs> Come with me, sir. Seriously. They start searching my bag. And I was stupid enough that I, t- I had a, a heavy ball that was full of nails. Oh, yeah. So they put this, they put my bag through the, like the scanner and this ball comes up inside of it with like a hundred finish nails inside of it with all these. (laughs) This guy's got a high tech bomb. Yeah. Like, (laughs) what is this, sir? And I was like, oh, that's just a heavy ball. It's like, oh, it was, I was. I sure wish you that you had a baggie of protein powder in your bag. I literally was about to say when I listened, (laughs) when I listened to Erky's episode, when he was telling the story about having the Ziploc bag of protein powder, (laughs) I relived going. Going through with customs because like they made me empty my bag out. They made me call Gerald Pyle and they were like, you need to call this man and get him to tell us why you're coming to stay with you because you can't just fly in with no date of return and no <laughs> job and no money yeah. and expect us to think that you can go and stay here. And yeah. I was like, well, I, I'm staying with him for no rent. Like, so I don't, I don't really need any money. And they were like, yeah, you do. You you do need some money. So are you coming here to work? And like, no, I'm not coming here to work. It's like I was, it was so stupid. And I remember listening to Erky's episode, and uh, I was just like, I was Erky. I was Erky coming back with the bag of protein powder, but I was going 
like on a one-way flight to somewhere <laughs> I had no idea where I was going. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had a good chuckle over that one. That was a good episode. Oh, but I, that story in particular, I was like, yeah, that was That, <laughs> that was, was me. me. <laughs> I was there, yeah. It goes to wonder, you wonder how many of the, the guys that, you know, travel for ball yeah. have stories like that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's they, a million of them. They got to have a ton of them. Yeah. Man, that's... I love it. That's funny. And I know Jerry from playing down in Utah. Yeah. I, I met Jerry a bunch of times. I'm a great guy. Yeah. Fantastic guy. But it's yeah, a I, shame he didn't have a clue where the ball was going <laughs> when he threw it because he threw hard as yep. fuck. Like, really? He threw it easily in the low 80s. I yep. mean, he was six foot five, 300 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a big guy. Uh, yeah. Huge, huge man. Yeah. Played football for Wyoming, I think, and NCAA. Yeah. Uh, like just a massive human. Never touched the pitcher's rubber. Like he could throw a pitch, he could throw a whole game and not make contact with the pitcher's rubber once. So like that might've been an issue, but he threw so hard and had no clue where it was going like, and very, very little movement. So, so we named the outside the shoot because of Scove. What yeah. if we named it because, or from Jerry? What, it could, it could have very well off been. Off the rubber? Off the rubber. Yeah. <laughs> off the rubber. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you're looking at that. It says pile. Yeah. Pile. There it is right <laughs> on the box. Yeah. People can't see that. Right I know. Now. Fuck. Anyway. Yeah. I'm a, what do you got? I got nothing, boy. All right, man. What do you got to go? <laughs> a couple beer. I can edit. I can edit this all. So no, that's fine. What do we got? So we all know end goal Team Canada. Yep. Yeah, that's where the Gerald Pyle story went. <laughs> end goal Team yeah. Canada. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's one thing. Uh, there's lots of goals, but I mean, of course, uh, that is the biggest one to, to go and win and. Uh, contribute ISCs is always another goal. You can never want to not win. Oh my God. No. Those. Yeah. Uh, but I just had the conversation the other day with, with Jeff Frazier, like with this Canada games team, that's, that's coming through. I mean, the goal should be for the Nova Scotia to get back to going to Canadians and being a team that's feared where yeah. the last couple times that we went were definitely not, No, but we have a group coming through that is going to feed that senior program. And there's going to be a transition of guys where the old guys are, are done and the young guys come in and, yep. and there's a very good group there. So the goal should be to win another Canadians there for sure. hundred oh, percent it is. I mean, it, so, it always is. There's, there's lots and lots of goals. That's for sure. That's good. That's good. One thing we didn't do with you in the first one was player association. We didn't. We didn't do player association. I don't recall. Well, I don't even know if we had one back then. I don't think we, I, we didn't have time. You were too busy asking me about the 2002 West Ham Thunder. I know. I just <laughs> I'm going through the notes because I keep the notes on every single episode I did, and we didn't do player association. So this sounds like a good time to do it right now. So do you have people picked? Yeah. He can edit this shit out, by the way. I yeah. do. He's fucking this shit up. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not editing any of this. <laughs> you have to. This is great well, goddamn content. We're Four hours and hour. nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to keep this one local to start with. So uh, my first one on the list is uh, Jay Duffy. Jay Duffy. No one has yelled at me more <laughs> ever than Jay Duffy. So true. Uh, no, like I love the guy. He stood with me in my wedding. I consider him one of my best friends. Um, but there's one thing with him that changes and that's when he steps on the diamond. And mm -hmm. like when we're sitting around casually having a beer or having supper or whatever, he's laid back. He's, he's calm, cool and collective. And even sometimes during league, you know, he might, be calm, cool, and collective. But when things get for real and things get so that they mean something, 
he has a switch that he turns. And when I look back over my left shoulder and see him walking towards that circle and see the fire in his eyes and he's yelling, empty the tank, Scoff, empty the tank. <laughs> Almost like he's mad at you. But it, it is. It, it gets is. you so pumped, though. I mean, you have no choice. Yeah. You have no choice. But And the <clears> thing <throat> is with him is he's so contagious because oh, when you're standing at first base and you're standing beside him and when somebody's standing at shortstop or somebody's in right field and you got a guy that's working that hard and giving that much effort between pitches when he's really hmm. doing nothing yeah. you're standing there between pitches there was a ball <laughs> thrown that went to the backs up there's nobody on base like you're doing fuck all you're standing out there trying not to get bit by a mosquito and he is giving so much energy game in and game out like yeah. the way that he would go through a national championship because he might get one game off at a nationals if, if that <laughs> very very rarely. or an at bat or a couple innings or something exactly yeah. so he, i mean he'd always, he'd always get the game off that i pitched well <laughs> we normally sat everybody he, i know he's he's going in he's going for eight nine games yeah. uh in the four or five day tournament whatever it is he doesn't take an inning off no. and and that's the biggest thing with him and that's why I keep telling him he's got to play a little bit longer because he keeps telling me he's done. But I want these young guys. Somebody's got. Well, they see need him. to see that. They need yeah. to see it the yeah. same way that Jay and Reggie and and these guys talk about what Chipper Van Tassel was to them when they watched him play right. and his mm -hmm. intensity. Yeah. Um. That's what these young guys need to see because when you show up to the ball field and you present yourself the way that Jay Duffy does, yeah. then uh, good things are going to happen. He's had a great career. He's a national champ. I thought that there was a year or two in there that he should have got a little more exposure in what he did, but it never yeah. worked out. Mm -hmm. But uh, looking back, I don't think he'll have any regrets. And like I said, he's one of my best friends. Love the guy. Great ball player. Right on. Next guy on the list, uh, a lot of the people wouldn't know him in the softball circles, but we definitely do. And if he actually could play, he would be awesome. Zach Sill. Yeah. Zach Sill, uh, which I can talk about his previous ball days because uh, they're gone and you can't change the past. But when I played with Zach in 2010, uh, I had Zach on third base. I had Jay Duffy at second base. I had Trevor Bootlier catching. I pretty much could do whatever the hell I wanted as a junior kid playing in a senior league because I'm pretty sure if anybody ever got brave enough that they were coming out towards me that Zach was going to knock their head off their shoulders before they ever got to me. And... Uh, but he was just such an effortless ball player. Like uh, he could put a bat away for five years and come back and lead our league in hitting. Mm -hmm. And uh, he made the game look really easy. And I really, not that I, not that I would ever take anything away from the man's hockey career because he made a living. He's and he's still making a living doing yeah. what he loves. But if that guy would have had an opportunity to do what he's done in uh, ball, what he did in hockey, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that guy would be a starting position player for Team Canada's senior men's team. He yeah. is that good. Yep, and uh, his intensity was really good. He was a great hitter, great defensively. And it helped a lot that he could throw a left hand that knock everybody out. Yep. So I mean that was that was always a bonus to have on your side. But uh, really good person had a lot of a lot of good memories with him. <laughs> a few of them are a little foggy. A uh, couple of them are really foggy. But uh, really good ball player. And like I said, just effortless. He just picked the bat up and make it look fucking easy. And yeah. we all know that it's not. No, it's not right. easy at all. So no. Uh, do you remember when he flooded the shower on the second floor in the rented house we had in Charlottetown? <laughs> and he wasn't uh, even playing. And he wasn't was, even playing on our team. I was sleeping because I had to pitch the next day. <laughs> he, oh yeah, right. You guys. So we wake have... up and the fucking basement's flooded because yeah. he's up there an hour and a half long shower. 
<laughs> he had to drive back from PEI, man. He was fucking Fuck waking me. up. Oh my god! Yeah. Actually, and funny thing with Zach, like last year, he got to play three weeks in yeah, our league and hit nineteen he, home runs. He off led of the league. <laughs> he led the league in home runs. Yeah, yeah. he's not bad. Yeah, he is. I he mean, was my bat boy. He's really, really strong. Yeah, <laughs> is the big thing. And oh he my makes god, such yeah. good contact that when he <laughs> makes contact, it's it's hard. It's yeah. it's it's really good. So. I uh, I don't know how many years he has left that he's going to be gone halfway through the summer and hopefully he does it as long as his body will mm-hmm. allow him to do it. But I hope that his body still allows him to play some ball towards oh, the end because I'm pretty fucking sure he's going to be the three hitter for the Macedons. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't matter if he's 45. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, next one I have is uh, Aaron Harvey. Herve, the bicep monkey. <laughs> uh, I love him. He's a, uh, he's a good guy. One of my good friends. And, uh, is one of the best at taking abuse of any teammate I've ever had because he gets razzed. He's good at it. No matter what team he plays for, if it's J&B or if it's the Mastodons or if it's the Axemen or whoever it is, that guy is a fucking punching bag for everybody. <laughs> and the boys love it. And he just grins and shoots back stupid little one-liners. <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, he's a, he's a good friend of mine and, uh, He's a good ball player too. He's had some fucking clutch hits for us over the years. I mean, he's taken some razzing for some batting average issues over the years, but then all of a sudden he'll come up yep. in a championship game against Sean Cleary and hit a one-handed home run over the fence. Uh, you know, like he's he's come up with some big hits and honestly, I don't know a whole lot of third basemen that are no, more dependable say, defensively than he's what a vacuum. he is. When he makes that one stride to the left on a one hopper that's going by in that four or in that uh, five six hole on most guys, and he gets it. I mean, it's not like he's a little guy. Like he's, no, he's, he's a fairly big human, and, he, is, and yeah. he has good mobility. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to see him make a second step. Like that's that's why no. he's a corner infielder. But he has great hands, great defense, good person, awesome to make fun of. Yep. Good guy. All right. Two more. Awesome to make fun of. Uh, Ryan Eisner. Ryan Eisner. um, If it wasn't for Ryan Eisner, I probably never would have got an opportunity to pitch at an ISCs or travel or get to do any of the stuff that I've got to do. Uh, He transformed my mechanics uh, in 2011 and did it in a way that not everybody responds to, but it did for me. He basically came out and watched me throw and said that you're a thrower, not a pitcher. And if you don't make a change to do some things properly, then you are never going to make it in this game. And we went and busted apart what I was doing and built it again from the ground up. Two weeks later, three weeks later, whatever it was, went to the junior nationals and won it. And then uh, a couple weeks after that was, which I never even knew this story, but you said uh, when you had Blair Setford on, Blair was calling the game against Newfoundland that we lost one nothing in the double life game with Fredericton. Oh, right. you know, oh no, in sorry, yeah. In Owen Sound when I was pitch- when I was pitching for oh, Fredericton. Before me, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was pitching for Fredericton in right. Owen Sound. Um, my second seniors and in my first seniors, I had zero wins and was with Glace Bay and did nothing to make a name for myself. But, sure. I, but I went to the the second one after working all this time with uh, Ryan and uh, we lost that game one, nothing to the noofs and Blair was calling that game. And through Blair calling that game, got me an in with the Toronto Gators. Wow. So again, I know you asked about Ryan, but that was, that was the end to the travel. Sure. But if it wasn't for Ryan doing what he did uh, a few weeks before that, I would have never got 
asked to go to seniors because I had a good juniors. Mm -hmm. I got to go to seniors, which ended up getting to go to ISCs, which it all kind of snowballed from there. Right and now, and yeah, exactly. Ryan, Ryan is one of those guys that uh, when he tells you how it is, he tells you how it is. There's no fucking sugarcoating it. I don't know how he coaches kids <laughs> because if he talk if he talks to kids <laughs> the same way that he talked to me, then like, yeah, like yeah. probably not. But yeah. I. I respond to that. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't respond to you coming out and saying, well, I think you should do a little different thing here or there. Like <laughs> I need you to kick me in the ass and yeah. tell me I'm doing it fucking wrong. Yeah. And, and he did. And, ha and he didn't know me from anybody. Yeah. And he had no problem telling me, uh, what you're doing is not fucking right. And <laughs> yeah. this is how you do it. And this yeah. is how you do it. Right. And I listened and it, and worked. It made me a pitcher instead of a thrower. And I mean, I still have lots of things I could work on and change yeah, for sure. Course. But yeah. what I throw is, is built, built on the foundation of what Ryan wanted. So I, awesome. I have right a lot to, he was the first person I asked for a phone to call in 2011 when we won the juniors. Oh, yeah. He was the first phone call. And I'd only met him a month before that. That's awesome. I wow. didn't, I didn't call my grandparents. I didn't call my yeah. uh, relatives. I called Ryan to thank him because if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't have, wouldn't awesome. have won that tournament. I grew up playing behind Ryan because he pitched for the yeah. Mastons in the early yeah. days. And it's the same thing. If you fucked up, he told you. Yeah. And if you weren't giving effort, he told you. I just actually had a 30-minute conversation with him on Wednesday about this stuff. Yeah. He said how things are different today than they were back in those days. Yeah. You can't tell a kid now because no. they get fucking so defensive. And yeah. You had to, like, now you have to adapt to how yeah. everything is. Yeah. And What fucking ever. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> last on the list is uh, a guy who's caught you quite a bit is Sandman, Jason Sanford. Who we cannot get on the fucking podcast. I know. Goddamn. You're going to have to go to Picto to get him. We'll go. <laughs> we'll go. Yeah. Traveling. <laughs> Sandy, Sandy and I have a, a very interesting relationship because like, I, mean, I, don't know, I shouldn't say that we, we don't like, I haven't spoke to Sandy since the last time we played ball. 2019. Yeah. Uh, but and when I'm with him and when I'm in the dugout with him or when I'm pitching to him, uh, there's probably nobody in the game that I respect more. Right for what he is able to do for what he's done for me. Um, like if you look at my numbers at Canadians when pitching to him yeah, compared to pitching to before he came to the Mastodons the couple of years or a few years before, yeah. um, like he is a difference maker and there's no doubt in my mind that for a several year period, he was probably the best defensive catcher in the world. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, you know, I absolutely love Ryan Boland and he's one of the people I stay in touch with the most. And I, he might get pissed at me for saying that, but Ryan was in my opinion, the best catcher in the world because he could hit, because he could do everything yeah. because of his mm -hmm. leadership. He was the most valued. Uh, but Sandy, as far as strictly defense, strictly defense alone for me anyway, he was unbelievable. Like I could fucking throw a shitty rise ball that actually tailed and went the wrong way and he'd frame it and get me a strike. <laughs> or I'd throw a dipper that was like 41 and a half feet and somehow he'd control it and the runner wouldn't get to go to second base. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when I do that, he'd throw the ball back at me 81 miles an hour and it'd be like, uh, <laughs> shit, maybe I better throw Sorry, the next Sandy. one a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, it was kind of different because uh, some of my other catchers I've had relationships with are very vocal. Like we talk a lot. Mm -hmm. Sandy and I didn't talk all that much. Like our relationship wasn't like that because of like Sandy's just not that type of person. Right. Mm. But when Sandy spoke, I knew like, okay, yeah. this is, this is the real yeah, deal. He means it. And when we, when we played in 17 in Saskatoon, Sandy came to me 
on Saturday afternoon with a list of Newfoundland's roster after we beat Saskatchewan in that game earlier. And he came to me with a list and he said, all right. He said, this is what I think we need to do. Tell me if you see anything that you don't like. And I just remember going through this list and I was sitting there thinking like the amount of knowledge that is in this piece of paper right now that is sharing with me that I've like, we've played together for how many years and we've never had this conversation. (laughs) It's time. And I, and for him to share that with me and for him to, to do what we did together when we came out uh, of that game on top. And I watched that video a million times of the last pitch. And when Sandy came to me and the first person that he, that, I gained and it you was crushed him. him. Yeah, I might have killed him. I'm not sure. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to play anymore because he might be dead. But yeah. uh, that's where the hip issues came from. Yeah, it could be. But then to listen to Sandy after the game, oh, it was amazing. Um, yeah, you know, to to I don't even know how to put it into words to what it meant to be able to do that with him. Yeah, um, he's a really really special person. I can't say that I'm as close with him as I am with Jay Duffy or mm-hmm. or the yeah, other guys right. you asked about because. Yep. We're just, that's not the way we were, but the way we clicked as far as when he threw the ball to me and I threw the ball to him was, was really perfect. It was. And I will miss throwing to him. I know that he's had some knee issues and, and some surgeries oh, and stuff. That age thing as well, of course. Yeah. Up there, all uh, I'd say his catching days are, are probably behind him, but hmm. I will truly miss throwing to him because he was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like he was so good yeah. at what he did and made it look so much easier than what it is like catching me sucks like <laughs> i wouldn't know actually because i'm not going to like i don't have a, the softest drop ball and i fucking like to throw it in the dirt sometimes yeah. and sometimes miss my spots which are all <laughs> terrible things for a catcher like yeah. they're they're yeah. fucking not great things and like i've made ryan mad i've made avery mad i've made some really good catchers mad and somehow I'm sure I made Sandy mad too, but he just some, didn't say anything. No, he just caught the fucking ball and threw it back to me. Like, that you know, one thing it. I always recognize about Sandy and you is you never shook him off. I did. I did very rarely. Well, if you did, it was a mistake then. No, I, no, I will I'm, say the I'm first, I will say the first <laughs> two or three years that I threw to him, I never, ever did. Okay. And I remember having a conversation with him and it kind of was like a, like a breakthrough moment when I said to him, I was like, I forget who we were facing, but I was like, man, he, I shook you off, Sandy. You called that change. Is he fucking really hits change ups? And he's, I don't know about change ups, but he hits my fucking change up. Right. So I, I shook you off and we threw a dipper there and, and I didn't want to throw him a change. I know who it was fucking Devo. Okay. It was fucking Devo. We were in PEI. And so oh. then the next at bat, the Devo comes up. And I remember Sandy fucking threw down another change up. And I was like, man, I shook that off last time for a reason but you really want me to throw it i threw it and fucking bang he hits it hit a triple no over the fucking fence in that oh, big was that, field. oh that yeah was one of the home right. runs. Shit, uh, yeah and i remember sandy saying to me after he's like well i guess probably should have listened you to right. you on the change up <laughs> and then after that yeah. it was like kind of one of those things like every once in a while if i want to shake him off i don't think he's going to kill me okay <laughs> uh, but like i'm talking like three times in a nationals i would shake him off yeah that's that, pretty impressive from that point yeah. on yeah so we were on the same page for the most part but i didn't have a whole lot of reason to question him yeah. no but at the end of the day it's the same conversation i've had with other catchers too i'm the one that's throwing it yeah so if you think this is the best pitch to put down right now but i just broke the end of my fucking rise yeah finger off then i might not want to throw a rise ball exactly. right now so yeah. it's one of those things where 
I didn't shake him off very often because he was really, really fucking smart and I was scared of him. But uh, <laughs> I did shake him off occasionally, right. occasionally. But yeah, no, I just, Jason Sanford is definitely world-class player, mm-hmm. world-class person, Hall of Famer, champion of fucking everything everything. the universe uh i don't know if there is anything he hasn't won maybe the intermediate easterns they're coming up soon oh i think he did did. in stuyak yeah okay well that's it he's won them all he's won them all (laughs) actually we had the hopey and i had the luxury of seeing his coming out party in 07 in st john's oh my god yeah and man he put on a show yeah like he was throwing guys out from his knees which he did his whole career yeah and i mean that was really the first time i think any of us saw it like yeah like Boom, get the boom, done. Down the second, and he was getting guys out left to right, and then he, he hit a ton up there. And Well, I remember seeing Sandy play center field. Yeah. He, was, I, he got utility all Canadian that one. I, like when I first came into the, the men's game yeah. playing against Brookfield, Brooksy was was doing probably as much or more yeah. catching. Yeah. But I think, I think part of that was to do with Brooksy was he didn't have a whole lot of – He was uh, breaking down. Yeah, but I, what I was trying to, like, he wasn't exactly your utility player like uh, Sandy. Sandy could go play anywhere, seven positions. Yeah. And actually, Sandy claims he could pitch. So maybe, maybe more. Well, I was going to say to you, when I came, when Sandy came in, I remember him as a pitcher. Right. Well, I mean, he's fucking six foot three. Probably should have thought about that. He hated every second of it. (laughs) Okay. Well, like, you probably shouldn't catch when you're that small. (laughs) But uh, yeah, like, uh, I remember Brooksy did a lot of the catching. And I mean, Sandy, you'd see him in center field. You'd see him fucking in left field. You'd see him wherever. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, it's like, who's Jason Sanford who's catching for Hill United or whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why is he catching Adam Folkert for Jarvis? Like, yeah. yeah, I guess he can catch pretty good. Pretty good. He's not yeah. bad. Not bad. Yeah. Anyway, this has been uh, really well. I mean, we got it under the seven seven hour mark, so we're good. You guys are, you guys are dicks. Actually, you know what? Supper. I wanted to bring up uh, the fact that, you know, we talked to Brady, we talked to Lolly. Mm-hmm. I tried to get Hilly and Bully, but they're working with the U23s in Newfoundland today. Okay. Today's in Canada inside. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I tried to get them on, which would have been fantastic yeah, as well. But I mean, sure. great on them for, you know, helping out with yeah. the U23s. Yeah. And we have the one coming up here in a couple of weeks in, mm. yeah, Brookfield. in Brookfield. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. That'll be good. So I, I actually, I don't know a lot about that. So is that like the. It's an ID whole, camp. That's the, it's for the U23 team Canada. It'll be Bubba and Rowan again. It's the same guys. I don't know if it's the exact same year, but it's very close to the same guys that played when Bubba and Rowan went to Saskatchewan somewhere. Was it? I don't remember. Brody went. Elsie, Elsie was the coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was Saskatchewan. I think it was in Saskatchewan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that they went and were there. So like, there is some guys from this area that. Well, are, Brody will also be part of that. Brody will be trying out, but yeah. he'll be a lot younger. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. But he's also built like he's a, a man child. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he has a fake birth certificate. I've questioned Jeff on that several times. I tell you, things are looking good as far as pitching goes quality wise for Nova Scotia for us yeah, right yeah, now yeah. at that level. Yeah. I just we just need those U sixteen. So that means that to pitch as like, well. All the all the players from PEI New Brunswick will be coming into Brookfield. I, I don't know if they're having a PEI in New Brunswick camp sure. or if they're all I don't coming. think they are. I was looking at the list. Okay, I think yeah. we were the only one. So am I right? No? I Sorry, know, I almost knocked your microphone out. Well, oh, typically, Randy, Jesus. you do research before we do a podcast, so that's up to you. Ah, well. on you. Oh, well, screw it. I think this podcast is good and done and over. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Scof, thanks yeah. again, buddy. Like having you come on, it's it's 
always a treat to talk to you. I mean, we, get, we get to talk at the ball field and everything, but I mean, I mean, what we get to do here is, you know, promote our game and uh, having you come on again for the one year anniversary. It's been awesome. No, it's, it's fun. I'm glad to have, glad to come back and you guys are doing a great job. Uh, I'm, I know like Lolly said there about how you guys are paving the way for other, uh, podcasts. I mean, there's, there's three podcasts in the country right now for men's fast pitch or for fast pitch in general. Yeah. One in New which, Zealand now. Yeah. One in New Zealand, which is Chopper it's, and Damien. It's, it's fantastic. It is because I don't know how many times I've drove because every single time I come up here to throw, it's an hour and 15 minute drive. Right. I'll throw an episode of Outside mm-hmm. the Shoot on. I'll throw an episode of Dust Up on. I haven't listened to that many of the twos talk ones, but I've listened to a couple of them. Um, but I've, I have something ball related that I can listen to all the time. Yeah. That's right. And uh, the way you guys are doing it and, and having a good time and having a chuckle and, and but like. Blair's episode, like Lolly touched on it, learning about the ISC and ISC two merger and all that. That's stuff. important. I've never knew that. I've no. been to, I've been to the ISCs every year since 2012, except for last year, and I never knew that's how yeah. that that came. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So like <clears throat> stuff like that, it's great, and to hear stories about how guys got their start by going to fucking wherever the hell they went to in Michigan or uh, Wisconsin or wherever yeah. to see where the game began for them. It's it's great and, and get to learn a little bit more about the guys. So I think you guys are doing a great thing. Thank you. And uh, your uh, technology is increasing and <laughs> the bells and whistles are coming. So I think, uh, I yeah. think it's awesome. So thanks for having me. Right on, yeah. man. Well, let's get to some classified. Absolutely. Just one second, Randy. Oh, okay. Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> classified. Cheers. Chasing the dragon till I get it, I know it well We go day and day, oh, living this like it's show and tell Adrenaline pumping, accelerating through these late nights Addicted to the rush that keeps us up in this insane life Red lipstick, broken wine glass Drink away the pain and blackout time lapse Do it all again, get your lights up Let them know you well known, a prisoner to our cell phone That's why we call them cell phones, it's funny, ain't it? Obsessed with success, flying high from sugar cane Fast food burger chain, can't break the routine Leg day, filling up on protein and poutine They say, get it done by all means, by all means We all fiends, pick your crutch Living in this big world on small screens Sip your cup and play your odds Put your dollar in the slot machine Scrub it till the pot is clean Pick your poison, what's your addiction, huh? It's just another Are you looking for that perfect piece of land? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim's office at 902 
883-8475, his cell at 902-499-5717, or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.